Nerd girl, I don't deserve you. I don't get the references you refer to. I love your lips, my cousin, your lack of perfume. I hope to get you home, my curfew. Word up! There's a special kind of girl that goes to my shows. And I don't mean the goopy hoes all along the front row. She's more like a wallflower, like the one that's like a snipe. I'm a lexer one of Sorry, my cat was Okay, welcome to the Media Monks. End of April episode. Con edition? Con edition. I guess. Local Calgary Comic Expo. No Yeah, way. not like Convict Edition. Calgary Entertainment. What is it? Okay, Calgary Comic it's Entertainment or C2E2 or Calgary Enter or Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo. There you go. Um, yes. The biggest one in Western Canada? Yeah, now. Um, we'll get into it a little bit later, but we definitely felt the growing pains on one of the days. Yeah. Specifically me, and we'll get more into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this past weekend, um, 27th to the 29th was the, you know, local comic convention here. Um, I missed last year, so I can't really speak as to how it compared to that, but I was there two years ago, and it definitely seemed way bigger. Yeah, it's easily double the size. Last year was kind of a gong show because they didn't have the two exhibition halls, they only had the one. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy, but at the same time, it made for nice like walking around and stuff because mm -hmm. you could see everything multiple times and decide what you wanted to do yeah i got lost a lot easier this time yeah i got turned around a couple times and uh i don't want to speak ill of the volunteers because i mean they're volunteering and they're doing their best but like there was i think two times where i asked someone there's like um okay here's what you do go over here and ask that guy <laughs> and it was just like yeah Oh. Ask a guy with a hat, basically. Yeah, it was just like, great, um, I'll just continue searching around, and yeah. So, yeah, not not necessarily the most informed uh, volunteers there, but, you know, whatever. Still super friendly and helpful, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the big, the big guest draw this year was, like, the entire cast of TNG was there, Next Generation, Star Trek. You a fan? I, um... I don't care. I know. All. You didn't so, seem to care yeah. at all, which I don't... What, what, what were you doing there, then? What were you looking for? Honestly, I only go to these cons because um, the artist's alley sort of thing and the different vendors. Actually, this year I went with the sole intention of actually buying comics. Okay. And that was kind of a mistake because a lot of the vendors put their comics up really high. Oh, do they? Like, there was a lot of sales going on the last day I was there. The but... problem is, um, some of the people I was with, they didn't want to wait around while I d dug through a bunch of, like, $1 comic bins, because they're kind of not sorted very well. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I I'm just saying from their perspective, because I basically was in that boat for a while. Uh, some friends of mine were looking through art books, and I was just like, I don't care. What do, I'm just gonna stand over here. Like it was just like, but at the same time, I didn't want to just leave because then I wouldn't be able to find them again. So right, exactly. I didn't really want to put them through that, especially for like comic books that I, if I really cared, I could order a lot of them for cheaper on the internet. The older ones, mm -hmm. and the newer ones are still in stock in stores. Right. It's just that without a vehicle lately, it's been harder to get to the comic store as much as I would like to. Like I'm down to probably once every two to three weeks instead of, like, every few days. Okay. You know so, the train stops yeah. right by another dimension, right? The train does, yeah, but I would have to take a bus to take a bus to get to the train, and then I would have to switch downtown and then go up north. Oh, that's pretty That's pretty lame. 
That's yeah, I mean, there is a bus that goes right beside the one I usually go to, just on center, I believe. Actually, right by John's house there. Mm-hmm. But, Spoilers, I mean... Spoilers uh, for John's house. It's kind of... <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, going spoilers, up center street, the street oh, that goes throughout the city. Okay, yeah, I guess it wasn't <laughs> specific, too specific, but... Alright. Yeah, the city that... Or got, the street that bisects the city. Okay. I guess but, so. Yeah, I go to that one usually. Um I could take the bus, but at the same time, I don't want to after work ever. Mm-hmm. And on the weekends I sometimes have plans and they don't like I don't know anybody that actually loves to go to the comic shop. And that's kind of a shame, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Sorry, I'm just thinking, like, I remember I saw Silent Bob walking around on the line. Yeah, he was a really good one, too. It was pretty good. I stopped and went, whoa, oh, nice, and then just kept going. Like, the only difference is his face was a little bit longer Mm -hmm. than Kevin Smith's. Otherwise, he was almost spot on. Yeah, I don't know. Just I actually had to do a double take. People that hang around shops and don't do anything. I don't know what sparked that memory, but yeah. Um, Okay. Wait, what, what should we... Did you go on Friday at all? You didn't? <laughs> well, oh, right. I mean, right. I know you know the story, but... Yeah, Basically, so now. the convention is only open from 3 or 4, I believe it is. I think they open the doors at 3, but nobody really gets in until about 4 from, like, hurting everybody. Yeah. Um. So they open from 3 until 8 o'clock at night. On the Friday, yeah. On Friday, and I work until 5, and I had to come home. Mm-hmm. So, like, by the time I got home, it was 6, and then my friend m- met me here, and we went down together, and we were grabbing food, and it was already 7.30. Yeah, I got a text at 7.40, and I was like, oh, no, you should just go home, because we're yeah. almost done here. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that was kind of disappointing, but at the same time, it, I was just like, you know what, that's fine. I didn't really want to go down to only be, like, even if they were open till 9 or 10, mm-hmm. I would have only gotten an hour in. So it wouldn't have been a huge deal, because in an hour, you can't even get accustomed to where stuff is. Yeah, I was there for maybe 90 minutes, and it was just me walking around totally dazed and overwhelmed, and just like, I don't know, there's just so much stuff. And I was just like, yeah getting some sense of it, and then they closed, so... I was one... seriously considering taking the whole day off to do that, mm-hmm. but I i mean, I just couldn't. <laughs> the one good thing out of that, I guess, was I got my weekend pass right away, so on day two, I was able to skip most of the big line stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Which ended up being a big problem. We should probably just get into that, I guess. Um, Saturday was the big day for the expo, I guess. Um, like 50,000 That was people. the day that they had the TNG, like, full panel thing, the expose or whatever they were doing. Really? That was on yeah. Saturday? Okay. so every Trekkie in the city and out of town was there that okay. day. Okay. And that's also when, like, a lot of the panel stuff just started kicking off. And like, the photo ops. Like, it was the... It was the kickoff. I mean, Friday was just kind of like the pre-show. Yeah, Friday, I guess, is typically, like, get your shopping done, go buy some comics. Like, it's a, it's way less crazy. Like, and it was, like, just judging by the floor traffic. Like, I thought it was pretty busy, but then Saturday was like, oh, no, just, dude, never mind that. That's because the celebrities actually only come in on Friday, usually come in Friday night for Saturday. Yeah, there, there was a panel with some Star Trek-related stuff happening on Friday. Like, it was Denise Crosby and Gates McFadden, I think. 
but oh yeah, okay. That was kind of the only noteworthy panel I saw, and I missed that one because I didn't end up going until the evening because I was tired. That's my story. Um, Understandable. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at what they had with. Uh, oh, I guess there was. Oh, Dave Prowse had a thing. Anyways, I'm gonna stop beating around the bush. I got locked out. Yeah. Just well, you got that. in and then got locked out. So I walked in where you get your passes. Yeah. Like when you pre-purchase. I got my pass, like, I had my weekend pass on. I walked back outside to text you, actually, to see where you were. Oh, no. Because I know my recep- my phone reception has always been terrible in that building. It got kind of spotty for me here and there, too, but... Well, I mean, every time I've been in that building, even when there wasn't a convention going on, yeah, it's been kind of crappy. Okay. So I just knew, and I preemptively went outside to text you to see where you were. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a response back because, I mean, obviously, it was shoulder to shoulder in there. Yeah, and, and I was... And you probably didn't even know that I texted you until, like, way after. I was bouncing from panels and going on the floor and meeting with people. and Yeah, there's just a lot going on. Right, so, essentially, I spent maybe about two minutes outside. I, like, I lit up a cigarette, I called you, I didn't get an answer, I sent you a text, and then I put my cigarette out, like, right away. Yeah. And walked back inside, and the doors were locked. So you attempted to walk back inside. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lobby area, mm-hmm. so, like, that's where I was. Okay. And there was uh, another person with me, um, and they were there just, like, a second before me. They walked in in front of me, and they got one of the volunteer guys to help out. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, this is locked, and we just thought it was, like, an oversight. Uh-huh. That somebody maybe hit the door closed or whatever, and he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. He's banging on the door for, like a good five minutes. Yeah. Like, he is slamming this door with his fists. Yeah. And then finally someone answers, and they're like, oh, no, no one else is coming in. And then at this time, there's a group forming because people are trying to get in. Yeah. And everybody starts getting a little pissed off because we're just like, what do you mean? And we're... Uh, some of the guys were kind of hara- Not harassing, but they were um, asking the volunteer guys, like, what the hell's going on? I have my pass right here. Yeah. And they're like, honestly, I have no idea. Like, they didn't even tell us. We just walked by and the doors were locked, just like you guys. Uh Uh-huh. And we're like, okay, that's fair enough. We'll just wait around and I'm sure someone will let us in as soon as we know what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. About half an hour after that, the whole lobby area is completely packed of people now. Okay. And everybody's, everybody's talking. We're still all having a good time. I met some cool people from out of town. And you're all badge-wearing past people at this point. You're not... Not all of us. Okay. But the majority of us, yes, because this was also the part where you could buy tickets, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the majority of us are, though, yes. Um, And basically, we get word, well, the volunteers get word, and they pass it on that the fire marshal has instructed them to close the doors until they realize what's going on mm-hmm. because apparently they had too many people in the expo halls so we were kind of waiting around and people are getting visibly a little irritated about it but everybody stayed really cool and we were all just kind of hopeful yeah that, oh well if this is just an oversight or whatever a bunch of people walk outside to go to their car or walk outside to get a cigarette or whatever uh-huh but then people stopped coming outside they weren't letting people out. Mm-hmm. So, an hour and a half passes after that, and this is... Uh, I got there around noon. Yeah. So this is right in the heat of the moment. 
about 1.30 or 2, I'm really starting to get angry. Not angry, impatient, because I understand that, like, shit happens. Mm-hmm. And I understand that even with the volunteers, like, say you have 100 volunteers, it's hard to coordinate with every one of them what's going on. Yeah. But at the same time, we're all standing there just doing nothing, and we haven't heard a single thing other than we'll let you know when you can go in. So people are starting to get more upset at this point, and like every time a volunteer comes out, they're just like, let us in, and we everybody starts yelling and stuff. Hmm. Not not in a rude manner, but kind of like a come on, like let us in sort of thing. I'm just trying to think like which area you were in. Like there's there's no right way at you the, could kind of like the, slip no right in at the front doors or anything. Like there's no because all the doors were locked. Okay, because like huh? Well, it gets worse because you know how there's that little lobby area right in front of those main doors where you go in. Yeah. And then there's hallways on either side. Like the Palomino hallway areas, kind of like. Not the Palomino hallway area, yeah, but, um... Like, like the hallway to the casino. Oh. There's a casino in there? Well, at the very end of the hallway, it connects to the casino. Okay. Anyways, by this point, when, like, I've had enough, because I... I mean, I've been in situations before, not at a con, but I've been in the situations before where the police or the fire marshals have had to shut the doors. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that if you get in at all, it's a few hours if, like, you get in. Yeah. So, at this point, I was meeting a friend in about 20 minutes, and I was like, I'm not going to make her wait around and not get in, because I'm sure they stop selling tickets if we can't even get in. Mm -hmm. So, I called her, and I was like, let's just go have lunch and a drink or whatever. But by the time I was leaving at 2... There was easily a thousand people packed into the ha- the hallway as far as you could see, all the way down and outside into traffic. Hmm. There was people everywhere. It was like an outdoor festival in a little area that was no bigger than like a classroom and a hallway. Gross. Yeah, so it was getting really, really gross, and I don't know, more than anything, I'm just disappointed at how little communication there was with us. Yeah. Because... It's one thing to mess up and to sell too many tickets. Like, it is such a dumb rookie mistake. Mm-hmm. Because even school dances need to abide by rules. So, like, I don't know. It's just weird that this mistake would have even happened. But at the same time, like, own up to the mistake. Let your volunteers know what's going on so they can pass it on to us. Like, pass so we on can- bad news so you at least know... So we can all clear out. Kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise you're standing around for nothing. You're just in this weird limbo of... Yeah, that is that is too bad. So long story short, uh, they s- kept saying that, no, we didn't close the expo, and no, the expo isn't closed. It's just kind of locked off for right now and all that. Mm-hmm. But volunteers were actually turning people away. Like, they were telling people, you might as well leave, you're not getting in. Yeah. So that is essentially closed when the volunteers are telling people to leave. Mm-hmm. And it caused an outcry, obviously, because people paid... Like, let's forget about weekend passes for 40 bucks. Let's even forget about the day passes for 20 Yeah. People paid for photo ops that they missed and prepaid for autographs easily in the hundreds. Yeah, like there was people a came from thing. out of town 
probably like Friday night after work, stayed in a hotel mm-hmm. for Saturday, and since Monday was not a holiday, I'm sure a lot of them only bought a ticket for Saturday. Yeah. They were completely screwed out of food, lodging, travel, and the ticket. Like, people were messed. Yeah, I read uh, on Reddit there was a guy from Saskatchewan who did exactly that, came into town, had a hotel and everything, and then, yeah, he was like, you ruined my vacation. Like, this this was supposed to be my thing. So, yeah, Winnipeg, all around. I guess yeah, the first time so, in many years the whole cast has been in a place, so it was kind of a big draw. Like, there was a lot of stuff that was a huge draw here. and What was the attendance boost from last year, do you know? Like, I saw crazy figures, like 30,000 to 50 this year, but that can't be quite right, right? No, let me put it this way. The full, like, the whole expo last year, the amount of attendance we had, mm-hmm. the pre-sale tickets alone this year was more than that. Okay. The pre-sale, and they were still selling at the door all morning. So they oversold. I mean, no matter what they tell you and what they put out for their press releases, Mm -hmm. they oversold. It's a fine mistake. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, shit happens. I just wish they had handled it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, So, kind of upset, I got home, and I actually did up a blog post on it. Uh, Within the first 24 hours, it got 500 hits one of which was the PR rep and um, organizer for mm-hmm. the event. And he's actually reached out to me, and I've been getting messages from people telling me their stories, and it's kind of, like, validating, but at the same time, it makes me feel like crap for complaining because a lot of people were really put out. Mm-hmm. Whereas I live in the same city. I mean, I went for drinks with a friend, and then I went home. So, all things considered, I didn't have a bad time. But... I mean, it's... I don't know. It was a bad thing, and people were kind of joking about it yesterday on Sunday, Mm -hmm. because we're recording Monday. I mean, full disclosure, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, like, even the volunteers and stuff, everybody was... Nobody was happy it happened. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely nobody. Well, okay. I mean, I was inside the whole time, so... I was, right. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't. Yeah. I felt bad about almost being inside when you, I got that text because it was just like, oh man. I mean, should I just stop having fun or? No. Like the thing Thanks. is, the people were in, that were inside. I yeah. don't see why they should feel bad. Yeah. Because they paid for something and they got something. That's yeah. totally fine. If I was inside, I wouldn't have felt bad. Like I would have felt bad for people, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have felt bad about having a good time and being inside. Yeah. It. It was still. It like. It felt like a weird thing. I felt they addressed some of the traffic issues on Sunday, but, like, I don't know. You were there Sunday, right? Yeah. Like, you know how, like, the the places connecting to the main shopping area, like, from the corral and from the autograph area? Yep. Um, they were split on Sunday. Like, they had an exit and entrance, kind of, with divided by, like, velvet rope or whatever. Yeah, I saw that wasn't the case on Saturday. On I Saturday, it was just, like... people crammed in there. Yeah, it was just, like free-for-all, whatever, and, like, the the one experience of, like, wow, there seems like there's too many people here that I got from the whole show was on Saturday leaving a panel where it was just, like, dead stop for, like, five minutes just standing there, and it was, it, there was a guy just yelling himself hoarse, one of the volunteers just being like, keep these lines moving, what are you doing? People who want to come to the panel, come this way, people who want to go to the floor, just keep going, and it was just like, 
nothing happened for a while. It was weird. So, yeah, at that point it seemed like, the, at the very least, people weren't being directed properly to various areas, and it was causing weird problems. But um, And you know what? you got to feel for the volunteers, too. Yeah. Because, like, they've, they put their names in this hat to volunteer for, like, Western Canada's greatest expo now, I guess. Yeah. And they're going down with the ship, telling people that they're not getting in after they paid good money to. Yeah, I guess like, on that's Sunday... that's a terrible thing. On Sunday, there was also, like, another indication, like, this is, like, like a su surprisingly big or whatever. Like, um, I was in the pass holder line, and then around 10.30 on Sunday, they were announcing, like, no more tickets will be sold, please go home. And there was a huge other line near us, and it, it was another, like, oh, man, I almost, like, feel bad. But, like, because there's people in costumes and stuff. Like, I saw a lady in a really great Marge Simpson outfit just leaving. And you're just like, okay. That's yeah. that's too bad. Like, Well, the weird thing about Saturday, too, is that even exhibitors and stuff, mm -hmm. they weren't allowed out. They weren't allowed to move. Okay. Because if they went outside, their stand would have been just, like, ramshackled because they weren't allowed in either. Right. Nobody was allowed back in. So they're just kind of abandoned weird. booths. Yeah, I heard some weird, like, there was dudes talking in line about Adam West was actually late to his panel because he couldn't get in either because there was some weird That's really errors. funny. Yeah, like, it's just like Batman wasn't allowed in to his own thing, which, weird. So, you know, that all aside, though, I was pretty impressed with the lineup and stuff they had this year, I'm going to say. Like, for a local convention, this was pretty great. Fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm just gonna start getting into the panels and stuff I saw, if if that's cool. This is yeah, I only saw two, so go ahead. Yeah, first first day, um, well, first big day, Saturday. Um, first one I saw was voice acting stuff. Um, so it was like, John DiMaggio was supposed to be there, but he, he ended up being a no-show on Saturday. Um, but they substituted in a couple other people, um... Let me just run run down. Uh, so yeah, Billy West, uh, Qu Quentin Flynn. Are you familiar? Yeah, I saw a panel with him and I got his autograph and talked to him. Great. Okay, you're more familiar than I am. Uh, Jim Cumming, uh, Tara Strong, Brian Froud, dude from the show called Sixteen. I want to get his name though because he was an extremely entertaining individual. I've never seen any show he was ever in, but that dude was funny. Um, on who was the other person? Now, now I feel bad. Some guy. Some, some, some. T oh. Wait. Jim Cummy. Yeah, some guy. Sorry to whoever that guy was. Um, it was cool though. Like, uh, I guess it it was kind of short. Um, but they they got really in depth about kind of the beginnings of their careers. Like Billy West was talking about his abusive dad and stuff at some point. Um, That's pretty amazing. Who apparently worked for the Fago company. So I thought that was really Oh, wow. Funny. Yeah. I was like, ha Juggalos. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm trying to think what... Oh, yeah. And there seemed to be a common trend, like, uh, if you're a guy and you were in voice acting from that generation, you were in a failed band at some point. Um, but it gave you enough mm -hmm. confidence to then go out there and be silly with voices and stuff, which I thought was kind of a weird common thread in there, the three dudes that were talking on that note. Um, who did I, did I say? I forget. Sorry. Um, so that was pretty good. There was a lot of bronies there already. 
which um, that was the surprising, nice little silver thread for me throughout the entire show. Like, day one, even walking in on Friday, there was a bunch of people with shirts and stuff. So I was happy. Um, then, later in the day, I saw Lance Henriksen, who uh, I'm sure you're familiar with. I am. Bishop. I I was going to bring something for him to sign, but I don't know what he would sign for me, so... Yeah, uh, he talked about Pumpkinhead a lot, too, which I actually haven't seen, but I feel I probably should have. Um, Millennium, he, he was he was pr- talking about that. There was some movie uh, with Eric Roberts he also went in-depth about, which I thought was sounded interesting. It's like an axe murderer and a super thief are in a room together or something. It's like a two-man play kind of idea from the hmm. 70s. But yeah, basically it was just like a Q&A, but he, he was really in-depth kind of with his answers and stuff, really personable. Like, I was I was pretty happy. Um, there was Oh yeah, and there was another voice acting panel I went to actually right after the first one. That was just Tara Strong and Monica something, who does uh, voiceover for, like, anime stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was okay, although I ended up being late to that panel. I guess that was another kind of weird traffic flow problem, is like, it was hard to get into the Palomino area for that time, it's like a bunch of doors were locked and I wasn't sure why, but I ended up just kind of sneaking in when they opened. That's kind of why I was saying like, you know, maybe just don't listen to the rules and try to slip through cracks, because just look like you're supposed to be there, but if they were locking you into a congested area, that sounds like a unique situation. Yeah, well, at the same time, like, even though it was kind of crappy for me, Mm -hmm. I kind of, in retrospect, enjoyed what happened, because I met some really cool people, and, like, I got a different perspective on it, so that's kind of neat, I guess, instead of, like, because at first it was kind of like a pity party thing, like, great, like, I'm not gonna get to have fun and stuff, Yeah. and then I talked to a few other people and heard their situations and how they were handling it, and I realized why I like these sort of things to begin with. Like, it brings because, common people together? Or? Yeah, and it was nice, because, like, I was talking to a dude that was there with his uh, mother that's been following, like, these people since she was our age. She's older. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was there, and they're super nice people, and, like, they're totally geeky and stuff, and it was kind of heartbreaking, because she, like, had a cane. She wasn't able to walk good, let alone stand for hours, and yet she was still there. Then there was, like, a brony guy that was almost in tears because he couldn't see Tara Strong's panel. Like, it was... Like, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird thing to experience. It was a lot of emotion from different people. So, in a way, it was kind of still okay, I guess. I'm wondering if it's the same lady. There was a lady on Sunday who just kind of, like, conversed her way into line ahead of me. Um... And she was just, yeah, talking about her weird experiences yesterday, and then, like, everyone... Was she a heavier set woman? Yeah. And everyone was just kind of like, okay, I guess she's just in line now, and no one really got angry about it. But I certainly noticed it happen. It was just like, huh, well played, I guess. That was interesting. <laughs> like... Well, good for her, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so she made it in on Sunday. Um, oh, and the film, I guess, is not from the 70s at all. It's Nature of the Beast from the mid-90s. <laughs> Poor mystery oh, film. Well, there you go. Yeah, so... He, he doesn't look like he's aged at all, though, so... Lance to Anderson? be fair, he looks like the same in everything. He's got gray hair now. Exactly. But, he, yeah, he was he was still pretty animated and stuff. No one asked him about Hard Target, though, so... 
What's with That's that? too bad. Although I guess I could have, but I couldn't think of a good question. Um, but yeah, that that was it for panels. On Saturday, though, what else was I doing? I guess just kind of shopping around. I bought a poster. Um, it has ponies on it. I paid too much money. But Take a picture of it. We'll post it. Oh, it's, uh, there's already one on Facebook, but now it's in a frame, which I bought. So, I'll yeah, I'll post it. Um, I made a promise to myself this year I wouldn't buy any posters or prints because I usually do, mm-hmm. and like if I don't put them in a frame right away, they end up getting ruined somehow. Okay. And it's always kind of heartbreaking because I love the original art that people do there. Yeah. And I know I won't be able to get it again until maybe next year if they still have leftovers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I couldn't go through the heartbreak this year, so I made a promise to myself not to buy any artwork. Yeah, that was the only thing, really, I did. Um, what else did I buy? Oh, on the last day, I ended up buying uh, Planet Earth and the Life series on Blu-ray, because they were just there, Oh, and they were like right. $40, which I felt was pretty good. Oh, wow. Good yeah. For like 20 hours of nature documentaries. Um, so that happened. It's too bad we couldn't do geek speed dating. I Yeah, apparently they did a second round of it right after the Brony panel. They announced that at the Brony panel, which is kind of oh. Weird. Why didn't you tell me we should have done it? I I was well. Wait, at that point it was kind of like I need to go see Patrick Stewart, but I also want to buy this thing. So I was in this weird kind of dilemma. I guess we were in limbo. Yeah, we were kind of talking about that before the show started. Um, just kind of like that good problem this convention ended up having of there's too much good stuff going on for you to see it all. It's the PAX effect. When you go to PAX, there's so much stuff to do. Yeah. You can't do all of it, and it's a great problem to have. Yeah, like, that's when you're kind of, you're, you're a big-time convention, when there's more than enough to do, and, like, the when time When there's too much by. to do. Yeah, yeah. When you I actually guess, have to plan your day. The one thing I kind of wish they had the, just, I guess, the people for or something was, like, packs I love because they, you know, the, the main floor closes at, like, 6 or 7, but then you can still do all the other stuff for like five hours or something or six hours. Like there's yeah, it goes until real late. But usually a bunch of people, including like, well, I mean specifically like Giant Bomb and stuff, they'll all just take a bunch of their fans to the bar. Yeah, but even like the panels, some of the panels will still go later than six or whatever after the show floor closes, and then they'll still have like concerts going on and like tabletop. See, see this is what I don't understand because. Where it's held right now at the BMO Center, that's the biggest place we have in Calgary. Yeah. But it's also on the Stampede Grounds, so I don't understand why the exhibit halls aren't used just for, like, the shops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the Big Four building would be for panels and the bigger stuff and maybe concerts or whatnot. Yeah, like, why not take over even more of the Stampede Grounds? Yeah, exactly. They'll probably have to next year after what happens, like... Just, yeah, I, I was looking, someone posted again on Reddit, like, a list of cities in Canada versus, like, convention space, and apparently ours is the worst in terms yeah, of, like, per, for, like, for the how big our city have. is, yeah. we have the worst like, facilities for it. We should have way more. So, you're right, there should be more kind of, yeah, just more buildings utilized to, to make up for it. Like, PAX ended up kind of spreading out across Seattle. Well, I mean, every year, they went to a different center. Or also occupied neighboring places. Like, I first went in 08, and, yeah, like, in 09, they, like, the entire area where I was lining up in 08 was also convention floor space, and they'd bumped us over to where the concerts were the previous year. 
for the line. Yeah, and then like the concerts. And then the started, concerts were in different buildings. Like they were in the hotels and stuff. Like they were everywhere. Yeah, and then, yeah, and there was like a whole other building down the street where stuff was going on, and then there was like some sort of D and D thing across the street. Like it was, it was pretty. Were awesome. you there last year? I did not end up going last year, so my okay. Because I think they spread out even more than you realize. Because yeah. they were in about four different buildings this time. That makes sense. I guess we'll see it in come September or whatever, or August. I guess somewhere around there. Yep, I'm just waiting for tickets to go on sale so I can snatch them up. Yeah, I guess the I did like that this was a local convention though because I get to use my cell phone, which was yeah, that's super nice and being able to go home. Yeah, like you just go home after. It's awesome. Nothing beats that. Like, like I kind of want to move to Seattle just for packs now. Yeah, just live in Seattle, and then like yeah, like you get a sense of like what it's like to have a local convention that's worth going to, and it, it, yeah, it was kind of fun. And that people actually travel to. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, yeah, and then seeing kind of like it make some manner of internet splash after is kind of cool. Like I got a street pass it. hit from a guy from Nova Scotia. Nice. That's pretty good. Yep. I don't know. It, yeah, it's it feels good to have something of envy to others in your hometown. Like, I don't know. I, I yeah, because even Vancouver doesn't have anything anymore. Nothing? Or the Well, the only other thing in Canada that's like worth mentioning is Fan Expo in Toronto. Oh, okay. So, yeah, doing good. Pat yourself on the back, I guess. But also, you know, fix those problems for next year. Or... I su- yeah. I really think they're working on it. I was talking a little bit to the organizer guy, and he, he I mean, he's trying to fix everything. Do you know his name? Is it Dave? David something? I have it somewhere. Okay, um, just to, like I I got the sense like I think it might have been the event coordinator guy showed up at the Brony panel and was just really stoked and said, you know, hey, you all seem to be having a good time please say nice things about this so we can do it well next year or whatever, because we're getting It's something it. Hodges is his last name. Okay. I, I don't know if it was him or not. But yeah, the, some some of one of the higher volunteer dudes was there, and yeah, he was kind of floored like, by the enthusiasm. And the thing is, nobody is, like, that upset about it that they would boycott it. Yeah. They're just, they just want their money back, really. Yeah, and they're also kind of just legitimately like, man, I wish I could have been at the thing. It sounds like a great thing. So yeah, exactly. There's not, you know, anger at it having happened. It's just it almost makes you feel bad for like all the Calgarians that were there Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels like maybe we should have kicked out like a few hundred Calgarians to let the people from out of town have their day. But it's our city, dude. I know, but at the same time, people travel to it. I. All right. I don't know, that's just kind of how I feel. Like, I would have... If I was allowed in... Yeah. Over... And, like, the person beside me was, like, held back, and I knew they were from, like, Vancouver, I would have probably just went home and said, you know what, take my place, I'll come tomorrow. That's, that's very nice of you, Paul. Noble, well, I mean... I'm, I can be a nice guy sometimes, even though my Twitter feed would say otherwise. Okay. I'm just... I, I can't say I would have done any of that. I don't know. I, I was holding on to my ticket like grim death the whole time but i was worried kind of sad that you had to yeah i guess and i was like oh i'm not gonna go outside ever then just stay in here yeah sunday was weird because we were gauging if we should go outside for the first while yeah and then we saw that the doors were all just wide open and that there was so much room Mm -hmm. for people to walk around that it was totally fine i'm really glad i didn't like because like i was really hungry at some point 
and I was not impressed by the food prices and stuff. So at some the point, the food prices and the food were terrible there. Yeah. So I was just like, should I just like go go for a walk and get some lunch? And it's a good thing I did not ever do that. So thumbs up for being hungry. I don't know. I I was pretty hungry all day, but I guess it was worth it. Again, you can go home and eat your own groceries. So that was pretty awesome. Make some fresh food. Yeah. Um. Okay. Day, Sunday, I guess. I just want to go through the panels I saw, if that's, you, you know. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, no. Yep. Um, so I caught one of the Star Trek ones. Um, Great. I'm so excited to hear about it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I was Jonathan Franks, uh, Marina Sirtis, and Michael Dorn. Um, you didn't see Will Wheaton at all, did you? No, I've, I've seen Will Wheaton talk at length before at PAX, so... Oh, I guess at the keynote. Yeah. Well, I didn't see the keynote. He did his own panel that I caught part of in 08 and all of in 10, I think it was, or... Yeah. So... Why is he famous? Like, he doesn't do anything. No, right he now. does. He's, you know... he stopped. Yeah, he plays himself in a show that people seem to love. Bank, Big Bang Theory? Yeah, like, that's pretty much all he does now. He blogs extensively, I guess, and tweets a lot. Great. And writes books about stuff, and... I don't know. He, he's Does he a, write books? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they they mentioned some books on on in this thing here. Um, he apparently also dresses up like Doctor Who. And, you know, he's just all right. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, I guess people have gotten famous for less. Yeah, he's just he. And hearing him speak, he's just kind of an affable dude. Affable is a word I'd use to describe a bunch of people who were talking. Um, John DiMaggio. Yeah, when we were talking in the Palmino Hall there. Yeah. I think that's the word of the show for a bunch of the presenters and stuff. They were affable. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Several books, including Dancing Barefoot and Just a Geek. So there you go. See. Oh, books. okay. Great. He's just a... Yeah, I mean, he's in the guild. Like, the the guild, you know, that show with Felicia Day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. So, I don't know. But, yeah, he's a thing. I didn't need to go see him. I think I accidentally walked past his autograph booth, and I was like, oh, yeah, there he is. And then just, whatever. Um, but yeah, so Jonathan Frakes, Sirtis, and Dorn talking, that was okay, but, like, at some point, I just could not shake the vibe, like, wow, they've done this so many times. They've done this hundreds and hundreds of times. Like, they just had, like, a certain rapport with each other that was, like, kind of charming, but also just seemed really staged, you know? Yeah. Like, like, it's like, they've heard... Like, they were reading from a script. But they didn't have to anymore. Like, they've told these stories so many times... That is just like this is how we tell this story now, and it was just kind of like, okay, like I haven't heard this story, so this is okay, but you know, like you can just, there, I don't know, I was not 100% on board with everything about it, um, and at some point Michael Dorn just started just taking pictures for most of it, which was kind of funny. Like I guess they're kind of documenting like the 25th anniversary of the show and stuff. So he was just documenting, like, the crowd and, like, what they were doing on stage and stuff, but... I think all the celebrities were pretty impressed at what Calgary had to offer. Yeah, I did get that sense. Like, they, they did tweet some pretty nice things. At the end of Patrick Stewart's thing, he he was just like, this has been a uniquely positive experience. Like, I don't know, thanks for being so nice and stuff. And I was like, that feels great, because this is... That's our... an amazing thing to say. Yeah, like, I was, I was pretty happy about that. Um... Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, right. At, right after that, though, was the Michael Rooker thing, which... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, th th okay. Going into the show, it was supposed to be, like, a full-blown Walking Dead panel with uh, John Bernthal, like, Shane from the show, 
and some of the writing staff, I guess. Originally, Lori Holden, too. Like, was that before they printed up the guides, or is she in here somewhere? Uh, she's not in the guide. She cancelled before they finished printing it. Okay, so, like, the the switch from Bernthal to uh, Rooker was, like, last minute. Like, they had a piece of paper they shoved into all the guides on Friday to kind of let people know. I still wish I had brought mall rats. That would have been, yeah, that would have been a good thing to do. Because that is him yeah. forever for me. So, yeah, that came yeah. up during the panel briefly, and he was he was happy about that. But, like, that, that's the thing. Like, um, Michael Rooker seems like a fun guy, um, but that panel, like, the audience that showed up for the panel was just interested in Walking Dead for the most part. So they kind of just kept asking the same, like, handful of... That's understandable when it's called the Walking Dead panel. You're right. You're, yeah, like, everything in the guide tells you, like, oh, Walking Dead, they're gonna talk about Walking Dead and stuff about that. Awesome, let's go check that out. Oh, okay, yeah, this guy was on the show in the first season. Whoa. Oh, alright. He was in the second for, like for one, one episode, kind of. Dream thing, yeah. Um. So, yeah, a lot of people kind of started leaving that panel over the course of it, which was too bad. But to be fair, a, people have been leaving panels early, like for all of them, because yeah. they try to catch other stuff. Yeah, I guess so. And I guess there's a bit of a time crunch on all of this. Like I almost felt like I was dashing around trying to see more things because there was a ticking clock the entire time. It's like this closes at 5 p.m. today, dude. Like there's nothing past that. So go go yeah. go. Um. But yeah, like, people started asking about other movies and stuff at some point, which I was happy about. Like, I had my hand up for a good while, because I was like, someone needs to say the words Slither and James Gunn to him, and then he can talk about that. Um, but then someone else did it, so I was like, okay, good. Um, and then he talked about drinking wine and eating cheese, so that was fun. Um, a lot of Henry portrait of a serial killer questions, actually. Which oh, I, yeah. Which I haven't seen, but I guess he's pretty crazy in that. I don't know. Have you it's seen a good it? movie. Check it out. Okay. Um, and then my highlight and the last panel I went to... Oh, no. Well, other than seeing uh, James, like part of Patrick Stewart's thing. Um, Patrick Stewart's not as important as what you saw before it. Right. Um, so the I guess the Brony panel was a bit of a unique thing at a comic expo, maybe? To have a fully, exclusively Brony MLP-related thing at a show that's not about it? I don't know. That's okay. I I mean I have nothing to say. Okay, about just that. people online were kind of like, "Oh, weird! This is great!" And like the entire panel was posted on uh, the big kind of pony blog, Equestria Daily, almost immediately. Um, apparently, our crowd shouted too often, so it's hard to listen to. Like we were too excited. So sorry, I guess I wasn't actually screaming. I was just clapping. I forgive bit. all of you. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. Partway through the panel, um, John Delancey showed up. Uh, Q from Star Trek, but also Discord from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was annoyed because I thought I just didn't get that. Like, I, I had my flip video, but I just it didn't turn on fast enough. And he was right behind me, but he walked past up to the panel at some point. And I was like, oh, I just missed my chance of getting a decent view of all of what's happening. Oh, well. But then, earlier in the panel, I kind of just was like fiddling with my camera and just wanted a shot of myself at the panel for whatever reason so there's just a 12 second video of like my face and then i turn it around and be like i'm at the panel i don't know and i it it got john delancey in the frame behind me over my shoulder so i was that's kind of funny it was just like oh there he is weird 
I'm happy about this, so I ended up posting that. Um, but yeah, just that panel was really well organized. I'm gonna say I'm, I think it's Mark Nguyen. He he was kind of the guy hosting it, and he put together a nice little slideshow and had a lot of great questions prepared and fielded the Q and A really well. So thumbs up to that guy. Um, yeah, it was it was a very enjoyable thing, and yeah, just Tara Strong talking about whatever she could about season three stuff and the various points of the fandom and stuff. And yeah, just a super excited crowd. I guess too many people for that room. Uh, the line got really big really quickly. Like I was half an hour before it started, but even then I was like, I don't know, like 150th in line or something out of 250 that was allowed in the space. And I guess they were starting to turn people away at the end of it too. Um, yeah, I think. What were you like five away from the last guy or when something I, what, when you were in line? From the, oh no no I I ended up being like a hundred away from the end of the line. Um, oh, okay. So I was comfortably, like, I, I was in safely. There was, like, way more people outside, though. I, I was just happy. I've never seen that many fans of the show in one place, and that they're all, like, supposedly Calgarians or thereabouts. I was like, this is great. Like, Western Brony Capital, perhaps. I don't know. Probably. I, yeah, so that was that was most enjoyable to me. Um, and apparently, over the course of it, at some point, someone asked Mark Muir who his favorite pony was, and he knew what they were talking about and said Applejack. So that was great. So Commander, and he actually phrased it in the way of like, my of course he did. Yeah, Be my yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should, should I even say it, or do you? Everyone knows. I'm like, Commander Shepard, and Applejack is my favorite pony in Equestria. But yeah. Just you know, did he actually say in Equestria? In Equestria, yeah, to make oh, okay. it fit the thing, so not on the Citadel. Mad props. Yeah, I was, okay. I was into it. It's like a six-second video, but it's, I was really happy. Um, but yeah, that, that's it really for my expo-related stuff. Um, oh, I guess I did uh, briefly talk to Scott Campbell. I, I, I was like annoyed with myself after how like weirdly nervous I got for no reason. I was just like, can you sign my copy of Sacknoss? And he was like, oh yeah, totally cool. And, um, drew a little Raz on there and stuff. And then, for some reason, I brought up that he also did King of Kong, just because I knew that. And he was like, yeah, that was, yeah, do you have that? And I was like, no. I thought about it, though, but I left it at home. And it was just this weird, stupid conversation. Um, ugh. Yeah. And then, oh, I was also trying to get Tara Strong to sign that same copy, because she was the voice of Shigor. But the line for her autograph thing was insane, like, the entire time, so... I could not do that. Um, I think that's it. Should we move on to other material? I guess, yeah. What did? Oh wait, what did you do on Sunday? You were you went to the like undergrads panel, or what did you do? No, I missed the undergrads panel. They had locked the doors already. Okay. So that was a huge disappointment, but I made up for it because later on I actually got all three of their autographs and talked with them and asked them what was going on with the series. Okay. And um. Yeah, I mean, they're totally nice dudes. The main guy, Pete Williams, that created it, mm -hmm. uh, I asked him, like, are they coming back? Is undergrads coming back? And he said, I'm working right now to try to get the rights back from the distribution company that has them. And he seemed a little upset about it because, like, he was saying how he spent all his time creating something that he loved and like he doesn't even get to do anything with it now and stuff and he looked visibly upset huh so that was kind of heartbreaking but other than that like totally nice guys i was asking them some stuff and they signed my stuff and i've been 
chatting with one of the writers with through Twitter, and I'm actually going to be sending him a whole bunch of interview questions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. Uh, and God, you, you said there was like a Quentin Flynn panel, or...? Yeah, Mark Muir, Quentin Flynn, and supposedly uh, James Burns was supposed to be there, but he didn't show up to that. So it was like video game voices? Or? It was video game voices, yeah. So that was okay. I mean, the Mark Muir... St- a lot of people asked Quentin Flynn stuff, actually, mm-hmm. which is totally fine because I didn't know a whole lot of his background, but apparently he got started doing Timon from Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, he and briefly like, addressed that in the voice acting origins panel or whatever. Yeah, and then someone asked, like, have either of you played a character that was, like, received really bad? And Mark Muir just looks over, and he's like, I'll let you talk about Raiden. So he talked about Raiden for a while. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, yeah, so that happened. Um, Some people asked Mark about how he got started with Bioware and all that. And apparently he got started with Bioware in 1999... Uh, he did one line for them at the end of Baldur's Gate 2. Okay. And from that, he's done, like, everything for them now. Like, he's just, like, oh yeah, we need random villain this guy in this game. Call Mark Mir. So he's in, like, everything. He, um, I mean, obviously he's Commander Shepard. He does all of the Vorcha. Oh, really? And the Hanar. Weird. Like, the Hanar, apparently they, um change his voice just a little bit like they put reverb and stuff to make it sound more ethereal yeah but like he did the voice and it's totally crazy okay it's it's just kind of like emotionless and terrifying without (laughs) anything any effects on it and the vorcha is totally just him there's no effects on it he just makes that growly sound as he's talking huh yeah so i mean that's pretty cool uh he does a bunch of improv stuff and he got started, actually, he was a huge D&D nerd. Dungeons and Dragons, I guess, in case people didn't get that. No, no I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, um, he would DM a lot, and as a DM, you're playing everybody that isn't the players, right? Uh, okay. So he got started voice acting just like by playing D&D with his friends, being the DM, and doing stupid voices for all of them, and then trying to impersonate, like other people Mm -hmm. that he knows and stuff and like famous people and stuff as the different characters in their game and i guess that's how he got started so i thought that was kind of cool just kind of a humble beginnings thing and then i saw a panel with just him and i'm so glad that i was with my friend i was gonna i was gonna ask him to just stand up for one of the questions and say shepherd and see what he did Mm-hmm. And someone totally did that at the very end panel. It was the last question. He's like, Rex, and that was it. That's what we ended on, so that was pretty good. Great. Um, his favorite line, apparently, is, I should go. Because <laughs> he's said it a million times. So that's kind of funny. I I didn't get in... I was the last guy in line to get his autograph, mm-hmm. as in, like, I was behind the last guy. So they cut it off at the guy in front of me. But it's too bad, because if I had gotten his autograph, I was going to be like, I should go, and then walk away. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, you were literally the cutoff? That's got to be just... I don't yeah, know. it's pretty heart-wrenching. I actually, like, someone has to be, but 
damn. <laughs> I actually uh, tweeted him. I'm like, I didn't get to see your autograph, but thanks for coming out. You put on a great panel and stuff. He's like, sorry, you didn't get to see it, but I was whisked away. Oh, okay. Was, or get my autograph, but I was whisked away. I'm like, that's cool. Thanks for coming out. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, we spent most of the day looking at the different shops and stuff because we were there with a pocket full of cash, and oh. we were going to buy out everything Mass Effect. Yeah. And there is nothing Mass Effect in that building. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I won't say there was nothing pony-related either, but there was not very much. So, my search for merch... Actually, I found quite a few pony things. Like, well, like there was, like... I, like yeah, there were I guess you don't count, you don't count, like, the original art stuff either, do you? Well, like, there was, a, like, you mean that raffle they had going on, or...? No, because, like, some of the different artists... They had prints of like different pony stuff. And, oh yeah, like, no, like I saw a lot of fan art stuff. That's actually the poster I got was technically fan art, but it's really sharp. Um, and you could get pony portraits and stuff. But I, like, I was hoping one of the giant walls of t-shirt booths or something might have some stuff, and they just did not. Despite having other Hasbro stuff, so I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that little area that was just full of shirts. Yeah, I was like, well, there surely must be shirts pertaining to my interests, and unfortunately, no. Um, wait, okay, sorry, I just wanted to, like, I I found the name of the other dude at the voice acting panel, Christian Potenza, he was really funny. Um, what does he do? Uh, 16, uh, Drama Island, Total Drama Island, sorry. Uh, I'm not really familiar with the shows, it was more just like, he contrasted so well with the other people on the panel, because he does, like, essentially one voice. And he was like, yeah, these guys are talking about practicing really hard and developing this giant repertoire of voices. I do pretty much one voice, and I get three different paychecks. I win, or something. And he was really good about it, and the panel was pretty good about it, too. Because, um, yeah, he just... He essentially just slows down his normal speaking voice for one character, and then makes it a little more excited for the other. Done. That's it. So, yeah. You would have had Well, to that works. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was great. Um, did you see Thwomp at all? Uh, they did the kind of interlude music between the TNG panel and the Walking Dead panel. Yeah, they're really good live. Oh, and I guess also, what was... Oh, and I caught the end of the Futurama panel, and I guess they did the music between that and the TNG one, too. Um, so yeah, I did see Billy West and John DiMaggio talking, and they were they were pretty cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh... Other stuff, I guess? Non-expo? Should we just move on? Yeah, I think so. So I saw Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Did you um, like it? Best horror movie I've seen in a while? It, okay. I guess horror? Horror comedy, maybe? Probably. Yeah, like, like, horror I, comedy for sure since Shaun of the Dead. It's yeah, the best. yeah. Um, like, I, has, I almost probably hesitate. Probably the best it. movie of this year. It's up there for sure. I... Like, the one I, that came to mind was I thought 21 Jump Street was really, really funny. Um, I still haven't seen that, though. But, yeah, it's definitely up there, and I, I just hesitate to call it even a horror movie, though, because it's just funny. Like, I wasn't really scared ever, like, I don't think, anyway. Like, they'd kind of call themselves on their own scares and explain it and whatever, so, yeah. Can't spoil that movie, though. Like, you could spoil kind of what's going on. Well, the thing is, I was going to do a review of it, and then yeah. as I started typing, I realized that no one should read this. Yeah, like, the fun things you want to talk about are the things that the movie surprises you with. Well, so. let's be honest, it's the last half hour. 
The last half hour is where it goes over the top, yeah. Like, into pure bliss zone or whatever. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, but even the way it opens with kind of, like, the weird behind-the-scenes things that are going on with... How long did else? it take you to figure out what was going on? I'm trying to... Okay, like, I had a sense of what... Yeah, like, I, I think I generally understood what was going on, except I thought there was a level of artificiality to it that there was not, if that makes sense. Like, um, I thought maybe, perhaps, things weren't happening that were, because they couldn't be, because that's ridiculous. But instead, it was like, no, it's ridiculous. So, okay, hold on a sec. Sense, you know hold on I mean? a second here. Alright, so, as of right now, just gonna do a few spoilers, so stop listening, I'll put in the notes where you can oh. go back to, because I just want to know what you're talking about. Okay, um, so are we doing, we're recording this still, spoilers? Yep. Okay. Um, I thought perhaps, like, the horror movie stuff that started happening once people started dying and stuff, I thought perhaps this was just, like, holograms or, like, some sort of sci-fi thing, you know? Because they're in that big dome. And then you were pleasantly surprised to know it wasn't. Yeah, like, they literally just have, uh, giant, like, boxes full of monsters that they unleash as needed, you know? Like, yeah, I guess that that's not what I really meant, but, like... Okay. At what point did you realize that, oh, yeah, these are just archetypes of, like, different people? Oh, yeah, no, that they're was... Ju they're just being sacrificed to appease an old god. I didn't know, I like, the old god thing was a fun surprise at the end. I didn't know that was necessarily See, was like, on. the weird thing is, I didn't know anything about this movie coming in. Yeah. yeah. Except for that, that stoner dude doesn't die at that part, because, like, in the trailers it shows him with her. Mm, okay. In the, in the building. Yeah. And that hadn't happened yet, so that was kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I didn't like that stoner guy anyway. So oh, I, I did like the stoner guy. I and couldn't I did stand him. I did not know that was what happened. Um, There was a moment in that movie, though, I guess since we're just talking about it now, um, where I thought they went, like, really dark and mean with it, like, in a way that reminded me of, like, Michael Haneke's uh, Funny Games. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, but okay. what part are you talking about? Um, Basically, when, like, the last girl is getting attacked on the dock or whatever, and then they're just like, oh, whatever, who cares, and they cut to, like, the big office party going on. Yeah. Like, I thought they'd literally, like, like I kind of lost sense of time. I was like, oh, are we just at the 90-minute mark? And they're, they're just like, yeah, all those characters were stupid archetypes. Who cares? And they just kind of left that character to die in the background because who cares? Why do you care? She's, a, she's like, a cliché. And then they would literally just have the party and then stuff would proceed from there and that would be the end of the movie. Like, it wouldn't go where it See, went. See, I'm gonna totally sound like like I a know it all or something. Mm -hmm. But when the first person died and then there that blood was like filling this weird shape. Yeah. I was just like, oh, so they're just being sacrificed to appease something. Okay. Like I like this it threw that me off a few times. to me. So I wouldn't think that that would be the logical solution. It would be like Maybe no, it's just that like that, I've seen too many horror movies that do stuff like that. Yeah, but I was like, this this movie seems to be like too structured and scientifically appro approaching this. Like, there's dudes in suits with buttons making things happen. So there's no ancient anything happening. Obviously. Well, the ancient thing that came like it came to mind at first because it rumbled. Okay. When um the order was messed up. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of like I was like, oh, there's probably something like they're trying to keep 
under wraps. Okay, I th- I thought like yeah. it was kind of like that would be obviously nothing supernatural is going on because this movie doesn't believe in the supernatural, but it's like no, it totally does, and it has boxes full of it, and Hellraiser is also there basically, which I thought was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Ghosts, um, Japanese everything. Yeah, unicorns. It, like it's a pretty great idea. Yeah, for a film, especially the way they did it, where it's like yeah, they know they're making a horror movie. But they're doing it to sacrifice, or they're making them sacrifice themselves, pretty much. Uh huh. Because they can't just kill them. But I liked how also like the they were manipulating their personalities to become cliches. Like there's yes. a mo- there's a moment where like uh, Chris Hemsworth or whatever is just like being super broish, and then he leaves, and it's just like he he's a sociology major. Why is he being like that? Like that's not how he is. And they're like spraying pheromones in his face and stuff to change him. Yeah, that was pretty good. Because, yeah, like, it's just, like, no character in horror movies is ever, like, a well-fleshed-out individual. And they come up with a reason for why that is in this movie, which I thought was great. And, like, the selection scene is great, too, where they're, like, the conch shell and everything, and, like, the basically... Like, how everything in the basement... The box from Hellraiser, but it's a sphere. Yeah, exactly, yeah cursed journals and everything yeah like it's like the more horror movies you've seen from the more genres like the better time you will have with this movie because it'll just like so many notes will be hit that will be like perfect so just quickly two favorite parts of mine okay when the elevator doors open and everything just comes out yeah because i totally didn't think they would show everything and they did and everything came out and everything had to kill yeah, like b- bat, giant bats and spiders and ghosts and everything. It's and they were like attacking each other. Like it was just chaos. It was great. Yeah. Second favorite part, that one doctor guy that always wanted to see the merman. Yeah. Totally sees the merman. And then gets annoyed at how cliched that is or whatever. Yeah, I know. It's so good. Just like, oh come on, and then murders him and then sprays blood out of its like blowhole or whatever. Just so dumb. Um, so good. I love the kind of the whiteboard they had. Um, just when they're listing, taking bets. Yeah, like listing all the potential ways this could go. And then the like the first scene when you see all the cubes rotating and stuff, like I just want a still of that or something. Like there's so many monsters like on screen. Yeah, like it's just like I my eyes like I just lean forward and just like, Oh, look at this. Extraordinary when that happened on the screen it was it was really exciting so would yeah. it be immoral to download a bootleg copy of that just to grab that screen i don't i know like i'm it's not immoral i guess it's not it it that movie deserves your money but you already gave it some so you know spreading its joys on the internet i guess you'd be spoiling i totally went with someone that's not into that type of movie at all too it was glorious Did, oh so were they not feeling it or they're like that was weird like, okay. If by weird you mean fantastic, then I completely agree. Yeah, I was I was pretty giddily excited after. Like it's like, how do you do a horror movie after this though? When it kind of calls you on all the moves you can play, you know? Like it's yeah, like it's just a generic apocalyptic movie now because of how it ends. Like giant, yeah, the ancient Greek gods or whatever titans just show up. <laughs> I don't know. That was really funny because I was like, oh man, Kratos. He should just be standing there, and that yeah. should, like, and then a blade should fall down, yeah. and then that'll be, like, the end. Also great that, like, the characters literally decide, humanity's just not worth it, dude. I'm not gonna die for them. 
maybe it's time for something else. And like, how be- could they have ended that to be more, like, different, I guess? I was I expecting know. her to shoot him. Yeah. And or then- I was expecting her to die and everything go bad anyway. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Sigourney Weaver. I, I, d- yeah, it's... I did not see Sigourney Weaver coming at all. I didn't, wasn't like her voice earlier in the movie though, like over the, no, okay. As far like she calls them or whatever, but you don't hear her voice. Okay, maybe I maybe I uh, was reading through the credit. Like I don't I don't know. I think I knew that. Like I wasn't overly surprised when that happened. But anyway, yeah, great movie. Um, I'm actually seeing it again in the near future. Um, Tomorrow. Yeah, from this recording, I guess. So, yes. Yeah, um, I've been playing a few games, I guess. I kind of want to talk about films because on Tuesday I saw a couple. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna mark this time down so I know what to put. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I went and saw Titanic in 3D. Great. Um, how do you feel about that movie? Um, it was anticlimactic because I knew what would happen, kind of like the passion. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I really liked it this time. Spoilers and for Titanic. The boat sinks. Um, so, yeah, I was 11, I guess, when I first saw it, and I just didn't care about most of what happened. Like, it's just like, alright, I don't know. I also saw it on, like, a TV, like, we rented it, so... I think most of what I was impressed by seeing it this time was just how well that plays as a big screen movie. Like, yeah, I mean, I saw it twice ever, okay. and both times were in a theater. Yeah, that so just... it it was still okay. Okay, like I just, you know, I just think that's the correct way to see a giant boat full of people sink if you're gonna go do that, and that's your movie. Like, you... unless you could like watch from the shore and laugh, or yeah, something. <laughs> um. Yeah, like it was it was just pretty impressive visually, like despite being like a 15-year-old movie at this point, like in terms of its effects and everything, like it just looked really really good. Um Billy Zane is still really bad and his character yep. is so silly that I was like, wow, this is terrible. Like him trying to shoot people while the boat is just like, no, this is the dumbest thing ever who who did this. Apparently there was more of that that they cut. Like there was like a fight, like I don't know, all sorts of dumb other stuff happened. But, oh no, it was like his henchman guy, he successfully convinced him to go on like a hunt for Leonardo DiCaprio and ends up, there's like some big chase thing. It's like, no, this is not the right movie for this. Stop doing that. Um, And then I, yeah, after seeing it, I read up on some of the nutty giant stuff they had to do to recreate the sinking and stuff and how many gallons of water they were using. It was just like, ah, wow, okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know, like, not much, just, like, my opinion on that movie is totally reversed from, like, I really hated it as a kid to, this is pretty good, I don't know, it's big and splashy. It's okay, it's not something you would put in any time, though. No, like, once every 15 years, you know, maybe check it out. And even then, in a theater? In a theater, yeah, like, it on your television, like, it would just be, like, not as interesting at all, like, it was just, Well, our televisions are a lot better now. I guess, I guess, yeah. Like on Blu-ray, that might be okay. I suppose, yeah, but yeah, you want you want like a big effects spectacle to look like a spectacle, not you know SD television thirteen inches or whatever, like I saw it last time. Exactly. Yeah. Um. 
Like VHS. Like, the story is still just, like, you know, oh, class distinctions and uh, romance, whatever. Like, it's it's okay, but I don't know. Just the, the I guess I've my affection for the actors has also increased in the subsequent years, like Little Children and stuff for Kate Winslet and, like, almost everything DiCaprio's done since, like, Catch Me If You Can or something, like, has been pretty great. Yeah. Except I didn't like Blood Diamond. Um, but yeah, G- good stuff. I also saw Lockout that day, which... Yeah, how was that? You know, I I did really enjoy it at the time, but, like, it must... It, like, kind of faded from my memory pretty quickly, I guess. But, um, it's a space jail movie. It's just, you know, there's a orbiting space prison, um, in the future. Is it as good as Alien 3? Best space prison movie ever? Well, it's in, that's not on another planet. This is, like, a satellite prison. They're very different. I don't know. Uh, this this is a good 90-minute, like, dumb action thing. It's like Luc Besson story, and it kind of has that kind of pacing and stuff to it. Uh, Guy Pierce is actually pretty enjoyable in it as just, like, a gruff, smart, like, wise-ass dude who just kind of shoots people. Um, create, like, there's a criminal in it that basically seems straight out of Escape from Butcher Bay. Like, he's just this tattooed-up, like, psycho guy who just shivs people. Like, that's his thing. Um, and just, yeah, I don't remember any of the characters' names from Escape from Butcher Bay, but it just seemed like that would be the right thing. Also, Space Prison, so, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It 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 was, like, almost like that. Like, it was like, if that was a movie. Um, Maggie Grace, is that her name? From She was in Lost and stuff. And Taken. Oh, um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> she's okay. She's, she's the damsel in distress, the president's daughter. Um... Oh, right, and uh, Peter Stormare is in it. Great. I love that guy. <coughs> oh, my. Um, sorry. Ugh. Oh, and actually, you know Walking Dead, the first episode? Yeah. Like the uh, father and son that rescue Rick? Okay, yeah. The dad, um, he's kind of another major figure. Um... Uh, I guess I will say, like, some of the effects here and there are kind of dodgy. Like, there's a chase scene early in the movie that reminded me of Torque, um, the Ice Cube movie, which is not a good thing to be reminded of in terms of visual effects. Um, but, I don't know. Like, yeah, overall, it's just fast-paced, dumb stuff happens, they take advantage of it being set in space pretty well, people are shot. It's, like, pretty violent for a PG-13 movie, like dudes' heads are exploding and stuff, and people are getting stabbed, and it's just like, no, nah, whatever. There's no swearing or sex in it, so PG-13 is fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Overall, like, it's like something you, if you stumble on it on cable or something, you'd be like, oh, this is actually alright. This is okay. Like, I don't know if it's worth $13 or whatever, but, like, it was a Tuesday. Yeah. It's okay. Um, and then, yeah, I also ended up seeing Journey to the Mysterious Island, which is pretty terrible. But I was still laughing for most of it because Louise Guzman Great. is just yep. being like so silly, like just like the dumbest character ever. But he's kind of just having fun with it, which I thought was hilarious. Um, Michael Caine though just seems like put out, like he's just like tired and kind of not feeling it. And hit his chemistry with The Rock is so bad. Like there's <laughs> yeah, I would bet. Like the, when they first meet, like. 
his character is just angry at the rock for like no reason and it just plays so awkwardly and then later the rock is like singing a song and playing a ukulele and i was just watching michael kane's face try to kind of take that in and it's just it's just embarrassing like it was just like all wrong it just didn't work at all so as like kind of a blueprint for like this you know you should probably write a movie kids because people paid a lot of money to make this one and look at it so it was kind of inspiring in a weird way but yeah so broken in a lot of ways it's it was not very good um and yeah they're just flying on giant bees and the bees just kind of are like okay and they're just piloting them somehow like there's no explanation for why the bees are going where they want them to go they just do magic yeah you just apparently sit on a bee and the bee will be like okay up up that mountain all right and just do that it it was ridiculous um anyway that yeah video games we should, do you want to talk about those um did you watch the new episode of community wait let me think law and order yeah pretty I good did. right um i was a bit late watching that one but then i heard it was amazing and then i watched it like i'm not too familiar with law and order but it was like awesome seeing those people play like a police procedural that well and it actually had some fun dumb twists in it which was really weird and then the ending was crazy um but yeah like my yeah surprise witnesses like i don't know have you watched a lot of law of order like can you speak to the similarities or um like how, the how feel, well like i haven't watched a lot of law and order but the feel okay. is definitely right okay um, and like the the entire show though like from second one like there's no credit sequence you're normally accustomed to like they open with the the dun dun kind of thing it was it was yeah they committed to the whole thing which i was quite impressed and they by. did it really well yeah i love the good cop bad cop thing with um abed and oh my troy God, and troy yeah yeah pretty it's just good. like he's been like that ever since we switched Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like it gives those guys great stuff to do. Like, I, man, yeah, I was I was pretty pleased with everything they did. And I don't know, like tune in next week. Like, are they actually going to follow up this? Is this a two parter? Like, maybe. I don't. I don't know because they they end on a legitimate like cliffhanger. I I was like, that can't be right. That can't have happened. But well. Unfortunately, I, I read the Twitters before I saw it, because I PVR it, and then watch it the next day. Yeah. And, like, so I knew someone was gonna die. Yeah. And when that happened, I was just like, oh, man. Really? Yeah. Just who they chose, essentially. Like, I, I also heard something to that effect happen, but I was like, who would they, who would they, you know, who would die? Like, Leonard or something? Like, just be like, you know, he's old. But It's like when they announced that someone on The Simpsons would die. Yeah, and then it was totally someone that is like a big character, but mm -hmm. is never around. Yeah, and that's totally what they did here. So good on them, I guess. I guess, but like I still anyway. Like I guess we won't spoil it, but it, it I was I was intrigued. Um, I still love that show. That show is season three though has been so great so far. Like yeah, I, it's been really good. Landmark like, even. Like, I haven't watched the first half of it, you know, like, since, a, the, you know, that weird hiatus thing or whatever, but, like, I'm suspecting when I go through it again, season three, it's just like, oh, this is easily the best season of this show, and this is, like, one of the best seasons of a show. This is really good. Um, 
I don't know. Thumb, thumbs up. Keep doing it. Uh, I'll what, wait. Like, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it, I guess. Yeah. Did Chevy Chase have any good moments in this one? Like, are, are we still kind of keeping up with the, yeah, you don't really need him. You can cut him if he complains too much. I've kind of felt that way since the first season. So, I mean, you know my position. Yeah, I'm just, like, even, like, I'm not even, like, against him being on the show, but, like, none of my favorite moments week to week are him, so I guess I'm in the They same never kind of were for me. Position by default, like, it's just like, yeah, he can, take it or leave it, I don't really need Chevy Chase there to make this show work, he, you know, whatever. Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be great, because I can watch the new Two Broke Girls, pretty excited <laughs> about that. Sweet. It scares on Mondays? I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I check on Tuesdays and Wednesdays my PVR because I'm usually busy Mondays. Okay. And it's there, so I'm hoping it's there tomorrow because I need some Cat Dennings. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have yet to watch this week's uh, weekly shows, like Game of Thrones and uh, Mad Men, so I have them, but I haven't watched them yet. I bet they're fantastic. I hope so. I've, I, I think I've started to see some memes pertaining to Game of Thrones, so I should probably stay off the internet for the next couple hours. Um... Okay. Yep. Video games now or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What what have what have you been playing lately? Oh man. Um. I mean, Lone Survivor. Been playing quite a bit of that. Huge How long is that game? I probably put in a good two hours now. Okay. I think I, yeah, I ended up playing maybe fifty minutes or something. Okay, um, so you got the gun then. Yeah, yeah. That part was crazy. I like loved the it. Stuff building up to it, or no? The fact that you're oh, that's actually pretty early. So you would have got that in the first like fifteen minutes, actually. Yeah, but, it wasn't. It wasn't that long. No, I really like that part where they're just kind of having a party. Then you step out with her to grab the gun. Yeah. And you come back in, and they're all just like dead. It, yeah, it was. It was. But I'm like, I'm not convinced anything's actually happening, or if it's all inside a dude's mind. Have you met like, any guys yet? Like, weird creatures? Guys. Like, dudes that you can talk to. Uh... See, the thing is, if uh, we talk about this party. too much, I might ruin something. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll hesitate on that. Um, I haven't done enough of that game. Have yet, you but... went to sleep after taking a pill and went into that weird dream state? No. Okay, that sounds do that, because you meet someone weird there. Sounds um, like something that would happen. Yeah, it's it's like I definitely like how much atmosphere they can establish with such a like in a two D game. Essentially, it's the most Silent Hill game that's been released in years. Yeah, there's been some nice talk about it already. Um, and, and that dude is super nice. Yeah, like I actually was having problems playing the game, like my Adobe stuff wasn't working, and I just tweeted at him to to that effect, and he was just like, "Oh, have you tried this? Oh yeah, that works. Thanks, buddy." And it was like. Nice little, like, he, he's being very gracious to the fans that have been supporting him so far. Um, I guess the one thing I was slightly bummed about is, like, literally the day after we recorded that podcast, it went up on Steam. So, yeah. I bought, like, the direct from him version, and it wasn't Oh, you bought bucks. it that day, too. Like, you I literally, literally bought it, go. like, probably a few hours before it went up. I know. So, like, the easily easy to patch, easy to run, like awesomeness of steam was just like i barely missed it like i'm not worried about two bucks whatever but it was just like now i have this less than ideal version rather than the thing because it's nice having steam open too to talk to people yeah it's just a nice platform so i was i guess um, i 
This is the first game you've played on your computer for a while, right? I mean, like, other than Audio Surf here and there or whatever, like, I don't commit to PC experiences very often. Um, yeah, what was the last... Like, yeah, I guess I guess so. That It's, it's kind of nice, though. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I liked what I saw, but I've been kind of juggling some other stuff lately, so I, I haven't spent enough time with it, but... I, I'm I'm impressed so far. Like definitely worth looking into. Stuff like, gets really creepy and ominous if you keep playing. So good. Uh, I mean, if for. you're into that, if you're into the atmosphere thing, it's gonna get a lot crazier. Good. That's what I want to hear. And you're gonna be talking to some weird people. Okay. I I think I'm yeah. But yeah, right on. um, eight bucks on Steam now. You don't have an excuse not to have it anymore. I think that sale might end today, but ten bucks, whatever, that's fine too. Like, j- just check it out. It's it's interesting. I've been trying to get an interview with that guy, but he's been so busy. Yeah, it's it's starting to get some pretty favorable attention. I guess it's been him, like, primarily working on it for like four years. Well, he's so... been doing a bunch of games, right? And apparently, oh, okay. he actually feels bad charging for this because he doesn't feel that games like he doesn't feel he should have to make a living off of a hobby. Yeah, but like he genuinely this, loves doing it. So. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, let me give you everything I have for this. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good good time, I guess, for indie games of late. So. Also, I have that hybrid beta that I've been meaning to play for the last week. Um, hybrid? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what it is. I kind of don't care, but it's not getting a lot of coverage from places I've seen. So okay. I'm wondering if I should throw something up about it, but like I would have to play it, and I've been super busy lately for some reason. Okay. I mean, I guess Lone Survivor is honestly the only thing I've been playing. So what have you been doing? Uh, I've I've continued uh, doing Fez related stuff, which um mm-hmm. I really like that game. Uh, like the, even like the first stuff, which people are kind of like, oh whatever, like the. When the game gets that into stuff crazy doesn't po- appeal to me at all. Like I was playing the demo a bit. Okay. I don't like that at all. It's boring. Oh, all right. You might not like that game. I don't know. Like, like, cause I I thought that stuff was totally charming and great, and I liked the music, and I thought the the music is good for sure. Like, like the four planes of two dimensions. And you know what? The look stuff. of it, like all the like different things, rotating stuff, like. It's just the playing part I don't like. The look and the okay. music and stuff is totally fine. Um, it's kind of a weird game because it's been in development for so long. Yeah. And it finally came out at a point where I don't care about this whole retro look anymore because everybody does it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh yeah, there's another indie game, whatever. But then uh-huh. then like I'll go on Giant Bomb and remember that, oh yeah, he's been doing this way before this retro thing came back. Right. So, um, like, I don't know, it's weird. Also, that game, like, it's it's kind of bipolar, like, it, it, like, the first half of it is a platformer, like, you just kind of do a weird kind of 3D, 2D platforming stuff, collect cubes, collect whatever. Um, then it kind of goes into a much more puzzle stuff, like, really weird like environmental puzzles that you have to figure out. Okay, see, I would be more into that. Yeah, but unfortunately, you like I guess for in your case, you do have to play through a okay platformer before you get to that side of it. 
Um, so yeah. <laughs> you should almost that. just put your save on a USB drive and bring it over. <laughs> Let me try the other part, and if I like it, I'll buy it. Well, just... the other part, like, it's it's odd. Like, uh, New Game Plus essentially happens. Like, you do beat the game, you see credits, and then New Game Plus is, like, a whole kind of different thing in a lot of ways. Like, but the payoff for it, like, the stuff that makes it interesting, you almost want to play through that first half for it to really matter, though. Because, like... Okay. Like, stuff that you've just kind of grown accustomed to being, like, okay, whatever, I don't care about that, becomes relevant in the second half. Like, it's just, like, you walk past this sign, like, 50 times, and then only in the second half is it, like, no, dude, that's actually important. That's what makes it interesting. I gotta um, be I honest, I feel a little bit of resentment towards Fez. Okay. Because, like, I guess I don't personally see the appeal that everyone seems to. Like, my Twitter feed, when it came out, blew up with everyone uh -huh. just giving it so much love. Okay. And, like, I played the demo and stuff, and I just can't see it. And that's making was, me feel like, like an outcast, kind of. I was a little... Yeah, like, after playing the demo, I was... I Like, I didn't buy it right away. Like, I went, I went home, I went to work. Like, I was at home, obviously. I went to work, I kept doing stuff for a couple days. And then I listened to the Bombcast talk about it. And just, they were, like, that they kind of, like, just teased this weird stuff that happens. I was just like, Yeah, they're in love about? with it, too. Like, Brad and Jeff, everybody loves it. Yeah, it's like, that's not the game I was playing. The game I was playing was kind of cool, but what are you doing? And it's just like, well, okay, I'll, I'll give this another look. And then, like, yeah, like, the first, the first stuff was just super laid back. Like, it was just super casual. Like, you just kind of, whatever, I'll jump up here. Oh, I fell. Whatever, I don't care. And like, I was just kind of listening to the music and just kind of, just it was something to do on a day when I was sick at home. Um, but yeah, then like the ending, first of all, I thought was really cool, like the first ending you see, and then yeah, that the other stuff starts to slowly bubble up was interesting. Although, like, I I had to look at the internet for one piece of information, and everybody says they've had to look up stuff like a yeah, lot, so I wouldn't yeah, feel I'd, bad about that. I don't feel too bad about it, but, like, there's essentially three big things you need to figure out, and I cheated for one, found out the other one, and I kind of want to find out the other one organically, too, just because, like, like, I just want that reward for myself, you know? So I'm still kind of... Yeah. So, at this point, though, I'm literally stuck in the game. Like, every time I play it, I'm just kind of, like, going through rooms I've been in before looking for clues, essentially. See, I um, don't really get the love for that that people have been saying either. Because yeah. to me, like, if it was any other game, you know what that is? That's bad game design. Like, not being, being able so to... abstract to the point where you can't tell what's to do. Right. Yeah. Like Normally, I'd agree with you. What it's reminding me of, though, is, like, Metroid 1 where it just kind of drops you into a world, and it's just like, I don't know, go. And you're just like, what What do I do? Oh, you know, just do stuff. And then as you find new abilities organically, like, you just kind of have to muscle your way through it. And I hated Metroid 1 as a kid, because it was just frustrating. But I had with no Metroid, it was always like, there would be a critical path, and you would eventually get a new ability to get to another place, and so on. Right. Like, and there are new abilities here, but they're kind of... It's not new abilities. It's just you figure out a thing that was there the whole time, and then you get to do something else. It's weird. It's it's really weird. Um, in fact, one of the things like I, there's like a new ability you get in New Game Plus that is changes everything about the game really in terms of how you navigate the environment. 
and I just, like, I, I still don't know where that comes from other than a friend of mine told me it on the internet. <laughs> like, it was just, oh, weird, okay. Like, yeah, so I guess in a way there's, that bad design argument does hold up, but, I don't know, I'm willing to forgive it, which, I'm not sure if I should or not, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you like it, it doesn't matter really what I think. So. Yeah. It's, overall, I, I find it interesting. Um, although, yeah, like, we had a bit of a, I had a bit of a facetious discussion with you before the show about uh, this versus Meat Boy or something. Totally different games. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, Meat Boy is way more polished. Like, this thing, I, it did crash on me once, and the map is really obtuse. So Everybody has that talks about Fez has said that it's crashed multiple times. Yeah, so it only crashed weird. once for me, so I'm lucky, I guess. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a bit rough, but it's had a tough journey to be released at all, and I'm still pretty pretty impressed with it. And yeah, apparently there's like another level of depth to the way the music plays. Like, it looks different. Like, if you get some sort of waveform thing and actually look at it, there's like patterns and things, and it's like, is that important? Like... Is there another layer of things to figure out? I don't know. So, huh. it's it's I I I'm quite quite pleased with it. Um, I guess, and I also played the Walking Dead game, but you just got it and you wanted to play it, so I'm not going to talk about. Well, it yeah, I didn't just get it, but I've been okay. gone all weekend, so right. Yeah. Um, I will say, um, I think it's great. I don't know. I like I I played through it mostly in one session, so it's not very long. But, well, um, it's going to be a five-parter, right? Yeah, it's a five-part thing. I like previous like I've always respected Telltale as like the stuff they're trying to do and like old-school adventure stuff. And I've bought a lot of their games, but I've never played through an entire one. Like I just get bored partway through. Um, I I might be with you on that. I'm trying to remember the games they've done. So, like I have Sam and Max seasons one and two. Oh, I like, couldn't get through those. Yeah, I I played the first episode and thought it was pretty good. Started playing the second one, just got tired. Like, in the first season. So, I don't know, you know. Uh, then, uh, I played through the Back to the Future episode one, and I was like, this is awesome! And then, over the course of that month, like, I just watched the movies again, and just kind of was like, yeah, Back to the Future. And then, I was I was Back to the Future out by the time the next you episode You were done. Out. Yeah, so, like, I have the subsequent episodes on my hard drive, but I just have no real inkling to play it. Right. Um... What, what oh, I'm trying to oh and I played through yeah like I played through Strong Bad episode one it's like oh yeah this is totally Homestar Runner oh yeah I played through okay. that actually and then I I didn't play through the episodes two through five or whatever so it's happened multiple times this one like I guess I do wish they could like maybe just develop all of it beforehand and then just release them weekly like it was actually a TV show instead of a monthly thing because it's like such a weird way to break out a narrative, you know? Because, mm -hmm. like, this almost plays like an episode of a TV show. Well, I mean, like, it plays out like a comic book, right? Because when you're in a comic book series, you only get them monthly, and Walking yeah. Dead started off as a comic, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm not used to that kind of reading a comic as it comes out thing. Actually, I did try doing that, and I totally fell off the wagon right away. It's like, oh, are you serious? I gotta wait, like, a month for 20 more pages? And they always end on such a high note, too. Yeah, so it's just like... That's why oh, I find it hard to get into a series unless they're, like, four in. Yeah. And then I just buy, like, the first four, and then as soon as I'm done reading those, I grab the fifth. 
that came out. No, dude, like, I've I've waited years, so it's just like, oh, there's a hundred of these comics now? Sweet, and then I'll jam through those, so... It's pretty easy to just, like, read ten of them in one day. So. In one, yeah, like, it's, yeah, I guess I just consume too much narrative, so it's, yeah, it just can't sustain me, but it was really cool, so I'm hoping a month from now I'll still be like, oh, yeah, I did like that. And there's, like, there's a bunch of choice-related stuff in the game, too, so I'm thinking I might go back and try some different things and play the characters off each other differently and stuff. Like, it's got some cool stuff going on. So, like, maybe maybe some rough edges here and there. Like, there was one point where I wasn't sure how to make a choice, so it just kind of made one for me, Um, if that makes sense. Like, have you played Alpha Protocol? I'm looking at it right now, but it's not opened yet. Alpha Protocol? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you have, like, a sealed copy at your house? Well, I mean, the plastic's off, but it's not open. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, just... I I guess maybe other games have done it, but they kind of borrow a mechanic from there in that, like, like Mass Effect, there's, like, dialogue choices, but you have, like, a time limit. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, dude, you took more than four seconds, so this conversation would, A, sound really unnatural, because there's a giant pause in it, but B, no, you can't do that. So then the other character will just get annoyed with you for being silent. Or, or like, if you don't do anything, a zombie will just kill you because you were supposed to do something. I didn't... That didn't end up happening to me, but I guess that could conceivably happen. Um, I, Yeah, I, I didn't get a game over ever, I guess. It just kind of kept rolling with bad things happening to things. How's the writing? Really good. Like, Because um, it's Gary Witta. Well, he's the consultant, like, he's overseeing kind of how it's structured. I guess he wrote episode four, so he didn't write this one um, directly. Oh, he only did four? The fourth episode, yeah. I, I listened to a podcast, he talked about that. Um, but yeah, <coughs> they have a a good kind of sense of character and stuff already. Um, and yeah, it, it like, I know it's kind of the, the comic canon, but it, it was reminding me of kind of the the show, because that's my point of entry to Walking Dead. Right, yeah. Like, just the kind of dilemmas people in this world have to deal with and stuff. Um, and yeah, it, I was... And it, there was some, st- like, characters you're running into that you'll recognize, because, I mean, so much time has already passed by the time Rick's doing his thing, and this is, like, immediately after stuff starts going badly. Right. Um, so it's, like, the slide into the world of... Where so it's like how TV everything's show. normal, and then all of a sudden it's not. Like, yeah, these are the early days of things where people are like, maybe, maybe they'll sort it out by tomorrow. I don't know. And it's just like, <laughs> and then the like radio no. dies the next day or something. K- kind of, yeah. Like, like there's like, oh, we still have power. Cool. Like, there's TV broadcast still happening, and like it, like it just happened, and then you know we kind of know where it's gonna go. So it it has a nice grim thing going on. Um, kinda, yeah. Kind of like the pianist. <laughs> Not, well... Because we uh, knew where that was going to go. Is, is this a segue into us forecasting that episode we're planning, or... I don't we, know. We should really do that, because I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> In the worst way, yeah. Like, Holocast. Yeah, exactly. I just want to have an episode called Holocast. Yeah, um... Schindler's List versus The Pianist. I almost called the last one Holocast because of Tupac. Oh, man. Yeah, but that's actually why the discussion came back up. (laughs) Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Children of the Show I've been meaning to see. It's a giant documentary series about that. Um, And, like, Auschwitz and all the stuff that's on Netflix and stuff. Yeah, if you want to get 
like just bummed out really quickly. Like, oh, the worst of humanity! Yay! I, I guess we could do that. That <laughs> that'll be a weird episode. Um, but yeah. yeah, I you know like there's there's piles of dead things, so it's kind of grim in a similar way, but it's different. <laughs> it's more fantastical, and it does have kind of a cartoonish, like not cartoonish but comic look to it. So. Yeah, the art style kind of grew on me over the course of it. Um, I will say, like, the main characters especially, like, really, really sharp. Kind of the voice acting and stuff. I, I really started liking that dude, so I'm I'm interested in the rest of it. Cool. <laughs> I think my voice is about to die, so should we end this one? Oh, man. Is there any more news or stuff going on? Yeah, uh, to quickly wrap up, I guess, speaking of Fez, we're going to see Indie Game the movie this week. Right, So that's on Thursday. Yeah, so um, stay tuned for that, I guess. We'll be talking about that, hopefully, maybe with Sean and John. Mm-hmm. So that'll be kind of a weird podcast crossover thing going on there, I guess. Yeah. I never even really thought of that, but yeah, that's going to be kind of cool. Um, and Avengers, I... I'm thinking maybe if we just all go see those two movies this weekend. I'm wondering if we maybe we should do like an in-person podcast with John's multi-directional mic, like around my round table. Now that everyone's back in town, we should look into doing that. Yeah, you got a different energy. Um, yeah, like I'm just thinking since I have a round table, I'll just grab a bunch of chairs and stuff, and we'll each have like a laptop or something. Yeah, and like we'll set the mic down in the middle. And we'll just talk and record it. So, because, like, I have a few other friends that I might want to include, so it might be, like, a six- to eight-person roundtable discussion. Okay. That would be kind of cool, I think. Well, I don't know enough about audio quality and stuff to know if that's a good thing, but if you can make it work and sound sound good, yeah, I'd, I'd be up. More than anything, it would be fun for me. Okay. And, I mean, I would hope you... But I mean, I know you like to oh, no, talk no, to everybody, I'm, so. No, I I like the like we haven't been able to do an in-person podcast in a while, um, and I I did prefer that actually, and those films are definitely of interest, so yeah, for sure. Um, I guess we should also mention, of course, like uh, our Facebook page, Media Monks, right? Uh, That's yeah. It. Unfortunately, we still need a few more people before I can actually make it Facebook.com/slash Media Monks. Okay. Because you need a minimum amount of likes until okay. you can get your own address so okay. it'll be in the show notes um as always it's the media monks at on twitter mm-hmm. you can catch me at at the real p fleck uh, i'm krasnor on there with a k with a k um, um, a lot of pony talk though so watch out uh the movie monks at gmail.com that's our address still and also look us up on stitcher if you don't want to download us because i mean when I wouldn't want to download us. I have to to put it together for you guys, but I wouldn't. And that thing works. It totally streams audio. So. Yeah, it works pretty well. Like I don't know what they compress it to or like what they use, but the mm-hmm. audio sounds okay, and it's mm-hmm. r- a real quick download on mobile. So that's yeah. pretty good. Um, you should do a pony cast sometime. I mean, obviously not with me, but like if I go on vacation <clears throat> or something. Yeah. Uh, I need to. F- yeah, I hope with that many bronies going on, there must be some sort of local pony podcast going on. So yeah, I need to bounce 
things off people that know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, like, it, I'm not saying with me, but if I ever go on vacation or something, yeah. you should take the reins, as it were. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. I. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's it. Th thanks for joining us. Um. Everything we just said. All that and more next week on the Media Monks. Bye. I'm gonna go drink some tea.